Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Cosmic Besties, welcome back to another episode of Cosmic Road Trip Podcast. It's your host, Brittany, and I am feeling good. This week felt like I came out of a fog of, I don't know if it was necessarily planets in retrograde. Obviously, on the last um, episode, I talked about how I was sick, and I was sick for two weeks, so I was in my head a lot thinking and kind of just came out of that and I had dinner earlier this week with a friend and I was telling her I'd been in my head and now I finally feel like I'm turning that corner and it's more of an embodied time, more of a flowing time and that is just the way life goes sometimes. Sometimes we are thinking through things, working through things, feeling through it, Other times we're creating, other times we're flowing, and I feel super, super flowy this week. So I am happy to kind of be out of my little cocoon that I was in. Nothing's wrong with that at the time. It's what I needed, but it feels nice and just really a lot lighter, you know, as far as life has been. So with that being said, one of the things that I work on myself the most and that I work on with clients 100% is emotional intelligence. And I'm going to go into what emotional intelligence is, how it's beneficial, and ways that you can start using it to your benefit. But for me, this past few weeks has been very much about me getting into the correct headspace and not letting my emotions take over. Like, 
oh man, I'm sick again. Why am I feeling this way? My business is taking a hit. My friendships are taking a hit. I'm feeling cruddy, those kind of things. So emotional intelligence is the ability to be aware, to be able to perceive and understand your own emotions. So the actual definition is referring to the ability to perceive, control, and evaluate your emotions. What that means, so perceive in this case, you need to be aware. And this is the first step that I work with on 98% of my clients. You wouldn't believe the amount of people who are out there who aren't able to put a name to their emotion. So when we start to bring things up and I say, well, how do you feel about this? People, my clients, friends, family, they can't put an actual name to an emotion because we aren't taught that growing up. We're taught coping mechanisms of be tough. Don't cry now. It's not an appropriate time. It's not okay to have this feeling right now. You need to process it later or you do that behind closed doors or we don't talk about things like that or be happy all the time. You should smile more. Why are you upset right now? Those kind of things which invalidate our feelings at the time. And instead, not only do we numb the emotions that what we would perceive as low vibe or wrong, so anger, sadness, depression, grief, not only when you numb those, you numb the other spectrum. You can't just, I, I love this, um, this kind of metaphor. I don't know if you have seen monks, like actual real life monks, I'm not talking about on a TV show, but something that uh, one of my I took a course with a coach and she was talking about how, yes, monks aren't usually in a depressive or sad state. They're very controlled with their emotions, but they're also never like jumping for joy, yelling at the top of their lungs. Like that is the visual of if you numb or close off one side of the spectrum, you numb and close off the other side of the spectrum. So when you are told things like, don't show your sadness, don't cry here, you know, why are you angry, there's no reason to be upset, you know, those kind of things. The same rings true on the other side, which is why people can have an issue emoting their positive feelings as well. The people that can't be happy when something good happens, the ones that don't want to talk about their success for one reason or another, that they can't express what they desire, that they can't talk about what they feel. And so when I'm talking about all of this, the reason I brought that up is I don't want it to just be, oh, we just shut off our like, quote unquote, wrong or low vibe emotions, but we're okay keeping... It's usually if you have doled one end of the spectrum, you've doled the other. And me personally is somebody that um, a lot of people see as very positive, very happy. I'm I'm totally okay with that. I I, I love being that kind of person, but that's not me 24-7. You know, I process emotions. I cry a lot and not from like, a traumatic place, but I like to, you know, feel through my feelings. I don't, I used to be the person that if, you know, something upset me, I would try not to cry, which would then cause me to cry more. And it was just kind of a cycle. 
Now, if a sad commercial comes on, if I see a sad dog video, if anything, you know, upsets me, I'm very open and honest and I let myself cry. I'm not here to like, you know, dole those, but I think the reason that I allow myself to move through sadness, grief, you know, anger, frustration is the same reason that I'm able to emote such high feelings of positivity, happiness, joy, excitement, because I can feel the full spectrum. So all of that to say, if you stop yourself from feeling emotions on either side of the spectrum, it's going to stop you from feeling the full expression on the other side. And obviously, usually we've been conditioned to not process the low end ones. And that entail makes us feel like we can't process the feel good ones, which is where when people say they feel stuck, they feel numb, they don't know what to do. This right here is where all of that comes from. Yes, there are definitely beliefs. There are, um, you know, experiences that they've had paradigms that have been built from their upbringing, their life. But when you can't identify emotions one way or the other, how do you expect to find something that feels good that you can move to if you can't even identify what desire feels like in your body, what happiness, what excitement feels like, all of those kind of feelings that would help guide you towards something that may be lighting you up. You can't identify it because you don't know how to become aware and perceive your emotions. And The next book on my reading list, so I'll report back, is actually The Power of Awareness by Neville Goddard. So I'm super excited to read that because awareness of how you're feeling is the first step in figuring out what you want, what you don't want, where you want to go, how you want to go there, what you want to manifest, all of the things. So that is literally where I start with clients. When we talk about things and get into feelings, I want to know how you're feeling about it. I want to know, do you desire this? Do you actually feel lit up? You know, we go a lot off of human design. So obviously a lot of people feel things a little bit differently, but I need my clients to be able to put their finger on how they're feeling so we can move one way or another away from that. And I got like a beautiful message from a client the other day saying that um, she was able (laughs) to identify that she was upset in the moment, even though her normal stance in she's in corporate America when she's upset is to pretend that everything's okay versus feeling what she's feeling, coming up with a game plan on how she wants to, that emotion to, you know, come across or to, in this case, she was upset about a change that had been made by her boss that they didn't talk to her about. And, you know, Obviously, frustration and anger had come up for her, but at least for me and for her in this case, frustration can obviously lead to tears. I'm sure a lot of people have heard, I'm not angry or I'm not sad, I'm frustrated, and that that comes up. And so working through her with that on how to then, okay, this is clearly bothering me. I'm going to do something about this. I'm aware that I'm not okay with this and muting myself and muting my feelings and emotions aren't going to help it. And so awareness is key. And when awareness comes up, it's not to be aware of your emotions and to stop them, to try to change them immediately, to judge them. 
It's to allow it to come out so that emotion can be processed and not held in the body. And that goes for feel-good ones as well because desire, happiness, joy, excitement, giddiness is to be to feel good, to enjoy that, but it's also an energy that moves out to help change the world around you. This is why being in your purpose, living your dream life, doing the things you want to do affects other people because that energy radiates off of you and moves through the world, moves through your community, your family, your household, your coworkers, all of that. And so we want to process all of the emotions so that they are able to move on when we process emotions that may not be one that we want to necessarily reflect out into the world. So in this case, frustration, we're not processing frustration so that it can be projected out and frustrated on other people. It's that I, you know, we've talked about, um, the law of alchemizing and integrating energy. There's a consistent law that you can take any kind of energy. Energy is not destroyed. It's just alchemized and changed into something else. When you process frustration and get through it on your own internally, that frustration can turn into peace. That frustration can turn into calmness. That frustration can turn into motivation in another form. So when we process happy emotions, we're able to exude that. We're not trying to change that. That goes out out as it is. It doesn't need to be alchemized. It can go out into the world. When we're processing emotions like sadness, we are using that energy, understanding that yes, you were feeling a type of way and then allowing that to integrate that we process that and that emotion can then turn into relaxation, calm, contentment, even just something that is not a negative energy that we can then process and release back out. And I don't know if you guys listened to the episode with Holly that I did on, um, healthy detoxing and gentle detoxing. We even talked about how stagnant emotions can hang out in our body and cause physical weight gain, physical symptoms. So this is why we constantly alchemize and integrate any kind of energy so that it can be released and not held within the body. Which, if you think this is all completely out there, this is why things like panic attacks can happen from anxiety. Anxiety isn't something that is physically you know, present. It's not like a hammer to the, the fingertip. It is an actual emotion that you're feeling that can then cause your entire body, including your brain, to think that it is having a heart attack, to think that it's dying, to not be able to breathe. A physical emotion can cause all of those things. So I I think it's just super important to understand we want to process all emotions. When we are happy, we want to smile. We want to sing. We want to whistle, jump, be happy, give your lover a hug, whatever that is, like just feel good into it to let that radiate out. When we are sad, being aware of that so that we can process it, integrate it, and alchemize what needs to be released into the world. So the first step, like I said, awareness realizing that something is going on one way or another. It doesn't matter what it is, realizing it's happening. When you feel someplace that's maybe not in a neutral feeling, understanding that so that one, if you feel good, you can continue to build off of that energy and continue to call it in and project it outwards. Two, one thing, and I think I've talked about this before, I don't remember on what episode, but 
when it comes to talking about emotions, I am a huge proponent of not using I am feeling and then putting some sort of lower vibe or negative spectrum emotion. And the reason is I don't want myself, my friends, my clients, my family identifying with an emotion and taking that on as part of their identity. So when we say things like, I am excited, I am abundant, those are things that are probably, I would guess most people are okay taking on as an identity piece. When you say, I am depressed, I am sad, I am pissed off, I am, you are harnessing energy and taking that in as yourself versus saying, I feel sad, I feel depressed, I feel frustrated, I feel angry. Those are two different, completely different ways of talking about emotions. And it's something that I correct all the time whenever I can with my clients. I don't go around correcting people at the grocery store, (laughs) but it's something that I like to correct because I don't want people taking that on for obvious reasons. That's not what we're trying to, you know, spend our life in a perpetual state of sadness. So that's number two. So be aware of your emotions, number one. Number two, accurately state your feeling of what's happening. So, and when I said state your feeling, I didn't say take it on. State it. I'm feel, or I feel X, Y, and Z. Let that know. And then if it's something you want to call in, If it's something you want more of, feel into it. Continue that on. Understand it. Feel like so juicy and yummy with that feeling. Like get excited about being abundant. Get excited about being excited. Get passionate about being in love. All of the things that kind of like drunken love saying. I love that because it is. It's just like I can't even like see straight. I'm so deliriously happy because this love feels so good. If it's something you don't want, this is where some sort of alignment would come up. And I've done energy leaks episode, which would help with some of these because guilt and shame a lot of times can come up with energy leaks. But finding something that can get you out of your head and into your body to allow yourself to process the emotion. So for instance, I know a lot of people when they're angry or frustrated, either one rage dance, which is just turning up some sort of like angry rock, hip hop, some kind of very beat driven music and will literally like flail themselves around on the bed, will stomp, will scream, will punch pillows, will do all of that to process that through. You can also go for a walk. Grounding being in nature can help alchemize and neutralize any emotions that we're having. I would suggest like getting barefoot in the grass when you can because that will reset your energy system. You can do yoga, you can do breath work, you can do kundalini yoga, which is a combination of movements and breath work. It's not exactly exactly the same as regular breath work, but that's an option. You can go for a run because that will put you back into your body over your mind. You can meditate, all of those kind of things. But I need you to understand, and this is a reminder even for myself, it will not always feel easy to process emotions. 
you would think our immediate go-to, like for instance, when we are feeling sad, when we feel sad, it can be very easy to stay in a sad state. It can be very easy to just, there's nothing I can do about this. I'm going to stay here. And while there are things that happen that can be very, very troublesome, very, you know, they can break your heart. It can feel absolutely hopeless at times. I understand that. But the reason that emotional intelligence is key is to remind yourself this isn't a forever state. This isn't where I have to stay forever. Scientific studies show the height of an emotion only lasts 90 seconds. 90 seconds. That doesn't mean it goes completely away, but that buildup of, um, you know, for example, when our dog passed away unexpectedly, I was so grief stricken. I was so upset. And it was just something my husband and I would literally just sit there and cry when it came up. There wasn't a, you know, like I have to get out of this, but it was, if I can survive 90 seconds of the absolute worst feeling of this emotion, I'm going to pull through. So when we are feeling, and you can think, you can look at this even with happy emotions the same way. If you know that you're not, like you can have a good day, but there's usually like a heightened moment of when that emotion feels the best throughout throughout the day. Maybe you got the raise and like right after you're just like, oh man, that was amazing. That feels so good. And 10 minutes later, you're like, yeah, that was really good. Like, yeah, cool. But you're not in that heightened emotion. It's the same thing with emotions that we generally don't love to feel or don't like to feel, but that doesn't mean that that emotion is wrong or bad. So remembering that you're the one in control of how you're feeling. And I want to caveat little piece. This isn't to talk about any sort of mental health or issues that could be coming from, you know, chronic depression or things that are happening. This is not for that. If you're experiencing that, please see somebody to to help you with that, a, a medical professional, a therapist, somebody, because there can be different factors at play than a run of a mill, like bad day. So that's just a little caveat. Get, get the help you need. We love you. We, we want you to, to be rocking and rolling and they can definitely help. But this is for things like you have the flat tire, you stub your toe, you spill coffee on yourself, you get fired from work all on the same day. This is what I'm talking about processing those kind of emotions. So understanding I'm not judging myself for where I'm at. I am okay to feel sad, to feel upset, to feel frustrated. I'm going to allow myself the time and grace to process this because I know this will not be my forever. This does not have to continue on. I'm the one that gets to choose at what point I decide to move on from it. So be aware of it name your feelings, process your emotions, and then choose what you want to do next. And Abraham Hicks is, I'm obsessed with Abraham Hicks and her, you know, or their saying is always to choose the next best feeling. So if you go from being upset, can you go from being upset to being determined? So I'm determined to do better. And then from determined, can you go from determined to feeling neutral? Can you go from neutral to feeling relaxed? Can you go from relaxed to feeling 
excited, whatever that is, the next best feeling. We're not trying to go from completely and utterly frustrated in one moment to exhilarating joy in the next. Choose the next best feeling and you are on your way to getting back into a space that feels better. And that is the importance of emotional intelligence. That is the hardest part is deciding to choose something else. And I know I beat it like a dead horse, but your decision to choose something else, to manifest something else, to go somewhere else, to become something else, to identify as something else or with something else, whatever that is, you have the power. Nobody can process the emotions for you. Nobody can tell you how to feel. Nobody, you know, it's like telling somebody that's upset, like, just be calm. Every time I hear like somebody tell somebody to be calm, I'm like, in what in in history has that ever worked? And you guys all know that. Just try telling somebody who's super upset to be calm. That'll usually have the exact opposite effect. But you have the power. You have to choose to have your own emotional intelligence. And this is where being aware of things comes into play. Because Our emotional intelligence doesn't just come into play when things maybe happen like to us directly, like you get fired from a job. They come into play when you start noticing a pattern that when you hang out with a friend, you feel drained or that the new guy or girl that you're dating gives you some sort of weird feeling of guilt about not wanting to continue dating them or, you know, going to work and realizing that like, When you come home from work, like you feel so good because you love what you're doing. Like understanding those kind of patterns is emotional intelligence. It's being aware of how energy places experiences are affecting your feelings. In the end, you always have the choice about how you're feeling about that, but you are the one that has to be aware of it. You are the one that has to choose what you do with that information. You are the one that gets to embody what you want to be. And I say all of this and I understand, for example, in human design, if you are about 50% of the population is an emotional authority. I am an emotional authority. I can be neutral. I can be very, you know, happy, high vibe, excited, all of the things. And I can feel, I wouldn't say I would just say down, not, it's not a depressed down, but just lower energy than what I normally am for absolutely no reason, because I can ride my wave of energy. My wave is usually about four hours. There's very, very, very few times that I stay in a low, a low space for very long, but It does happen and there's no reasoning behind it and so there's no judgment. It's just the energy circuit moving through my body and I'm okay with that. But understanding that and those are the times that I will tell my husband like I'm not in a bad mood. Nothing's wrong. I just feel huh and I need some like downtime or like I need to cuddle with you on the couch or just read my book for an hour and like kind of reset. Like I just ride the emotion out even if that's something that I you know, can't choose to necessarily feel one way or the other about being an emotional authority. I can choose how I handle that. I choose 
to not go around biting people's heads off. I choose to not let it go and mean something bad about me. I choose to find things that will make me feel better, like physical touch with my husband or reading a book that excites me or watching a movie I've been waiting to watch with popcorn because that sounds really comforting. Any of those type of things are still emotional intelligence. It's just being aware of it. So this is something that I think is so, so important for everyone to know and to pay attention for themselves. So again, be aware, be able to perceive what's going on, name it whatever way that is so that you're understanding it. So you're perceiving it at that point, choose something to help you process through it, to feel it, to cry it out, punch it out, dance it out, sing it out, love it out, sit with it out, whatever that is, and then decide where you want to go from there. The next best feeling emotion or continue to stay in it if it's something that feels really good. Either way, those steps will help you process your emotions. And I guarantee if you start to do that, you will immediately see a shift in your life. I I, I can't even explain like how emotional intelligence comes into play because I'm sure you guys hear and see all the time people talking about embodiment. You have to embody it. You have to embody it. Embodiment work is, you know, key. The reason it is, is because your soul lives in your body, not in your mind. Your soul lives in your design, not in your conditioning. And those are the kinds of things that our soul is here to experience having a human emotion. And when we don't numb it or block it or act like it's not happening on either side of the spectrum, our soul gets to live its fullest expression and you will start to see things shift. You will see your relationship shift. You will see yourself shift. You will see your job, your coworkers, the way things show up in your life, your money, your abundance, your everything. It will start to shift because you are taking back the decision and the power and allowing yourself to embody the full existence of being a human with all spectrums of feeling. So I'm going to leave it at that. I just wanted to talk about it because I just realized like it, it's it been coming up so often and it's so crazy that it's not something we're taught in school or taught in college or at work. You know, emotional intelligence plays out in every aspect of ourself and the most important one is the relationship we have with ourself and how we're experiencing life. So I hope that helps you guys if you are looking to do more embodiment work and help with your emotional intelligence. I still do have space in my one-on-one Voxer coaching. So you get a deep dive session with me and four weeks of Voxer. So audio message and text message support whenever you need it for a month. And I have it right now for $111 off, which is awesome. It's just a fun new promo. So I decided to do a little sale on it. I know this will come out and there's a few days left of it. But if you listen to it after this, send me a DM and I'll sneak you in because I love my podcast listeners. And two, if you're looking for one-on-one private coaching, I have an opening for that as well. And so I have payment plans available and it's a three-month program 
um, or package. So weekly calls is needed, unlimited text and audio support. And then I do have um, three to six month um, payment plans available. So even though it's only three months, you can spread it out over six months, but I know it can and will change your life. So I'd love to work with you. If you're interested in that, definitely let me know because who doesn't want to have more fun in life and to just feel better overall and manifest some really epic shit. So in the meantime, I can't wait to see what you guys manifest over the next week. And I hope you have a beautiful week and weekend and I will talk to you soon. Love you guys. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 